welcome to The Coach's Show here on AM 1440. Wally Langfellow with you, and I am joined by Golden Bears of Concordia St. Paul head coach Shannon Courier. Coach, uh, unfortunately, we had to take a year off from this last year, but uh, back in the saddle after uh, the COVID year took football away from most uh, college football programs, or at least part of the season for most programs. Um, how did you handle not having to, not being able to play on Saturdays last fall personally and f- as a program? Well, it was, it was definitely a difficult year just uh, getting the news that we weren't playing. You know, I remember in the spring when baseball and softball and lacrosse were, were canceled, you know, we were like, that's tough, but at least it's not the football season. You know, thinking right. we would be back in time for, you know, 2020 fall season. But then as COVID continued on and we got to the summer and late summer, uh, it was just really hard to see how it could be possible with all the contact tracing and things that was that was going on. Um, but we just try to continue to respond the best way we could and, like, what's the best response at the time. And I guess I, I saw myself, my wife saw myself watching a lot of football on the couch uh, last <laughs> fall. So, um, you know, we, there was a lot of games going on. It seemed like there was games all the time. So I watched a lot of football. And uh, the, the year was definitely different because – our official visits went from the winter to the fall and it really became uh, a lot, maybe more work last year, um, you know, for our roles, just because recruiting was different. We had a practice in the fall. We had 32 practice in the spring, um, you know, recruiting was nonstop. So we, we, we just tried to really work on, you know, trying to improve the program every day. And, um, you know, that's, that was our focus. And, and obviously last week showed that we have a lot of work yet to do. Um, in the off season, now <laughs> this comes on the heels, the COVID season, as we'll call it 2020 came on the heels of a couple of programs, um, in your conference in the Northern sun conference, um, you know, eliminating football, St. Cloud state being one of them. And, um, you had an opportunity actually to bring in some of those kids from St. Cloud state. Um, how many of those, uh, did you end up, do you end up having that are actually going to be, are, are actually part of your, uh, your program this year? We, we brought in 12 or 13 from St. Cloud and one from Crookston, uh, all but one re- is still remaining. That's great. Um, with that being said, we have um, two stars on offense that are, that are from St. Cloud, our left tackle, Rob Crackle and our wide receiver, Nathan Gims, actually a third, uh, another receiver just uh, jumped into the starting role. Mason Van Zeelen, who's also a St. Cloud product. So we have three of them that start for us. And then there's there's some others that are providing good depth. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to hopefully more of those guys contributing as we as we move forward. And the one uh, player from Crookson is Ryan Martin. He's a defensive end. Um, also waiting for him to keep growing within our program so he can get on the field. Yeah, and we'll talk more about the NSIC and the loss of those two programs a little bit later in the show. Um, okay, let's uh, zero in on what happened uh, a week ago Thursday. Um, obviously, things did not go the way you had hoped, um, the way you had planned, the way you had wanted. Uh, 47 to 6 loss uh, at Winona, a very good Winona team, but uh, still, um, you can't walk away from that thinking that uh, things went your way. So, what, in your mind, what. Uh, what happened a week ago Thursday? That's a great question. And we, you know, when you lose, you look at, it makes you think about a lot of things and evaluate all aspects of your program. You know, where do you get, have to put attention to, 
Um, so I guess just like life, when you have a storm in life, it makes you hunker down a little bit and maybe uh, you grow from that experience. And, and I'm hopeful that we're also going to grow from our experience last Thursday night. Uh, what didn't go right is we just got dominant at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. You know, at defense, uh, we got moved around. There's too many big plays. Uh, we weren't getting pressure on a quarterback. And then in offense, we failed to block really at all positions. You know, on the perimeter, we, we did a poor job blocking our our quick screen game and also just our run game was non-existent. And I think we have some of the better backs in the league, but we just couldn't give them a crease. Um, and our protection was really shoddy. Uh, so it's, you know, it started there. Uh, the momentum of the game also was, you know, we, we kind of got shell-shocked, I think, because we all expected to be a lot better and, and for it to be a competitive game. And probably the worst experience we had against Winona State in the last five years, that was the worst, uh, you know, performance we've given Winona. Last time we were there, we were down you know, ahead with 42 seconds left in the game. Uh, we, we had a strong belief that we were better than 2019, uh, even though we lost some key players. Uh, so maybe just some over, I guess, uh, inflated confidence we had going in. Um, and, and they just came out and played a, a really good game. They played fast. They definitely seemed to want it more than us, which is disappointing because we talk about being relentless and having a strong desire and playing with, play with enthusiasm. And I just didn't see those things um, Thursday night. So uh, we've used this last week to, you know, to try to get better and have a lot better performance this coming weekend. Um, they say, and I've heard coaches say this, and I, I know I've experienced it myself, you'll learn more from your losses than you do from your wins. Well, what did you learn? Well, we learned a lot about some of the players on the team. You know, we learned that we had some really good players we graduated, which I guess was reinforced. You know, we lost – five defense alignment in the 2019 season and, and 20 um, with Chris Garrett leaving last year. Uh, but those five guys were really critical. Not just did we lose their performance, but we lost their leadership. Yeah. We guys in the defensive front that really took it upon themselves to push the envelope in practice, to push people. Um, you know, there's some vocal leadership between Dylan Wood, Chris Garrett, Kelly Pierce, Jackson Dobbs, Cole Marmore, um, TJ Jallo, I mean, those are all senior defensive linemen in 19. And we do have people that are in their spots, but I'm not sure they've yet, you know, performed the same role, you know, on the field physically and, and performance-wise, but also as a leadership, you know, from a leadership uh, situation. So I think that's what we learned. And then on the offensive line, we had a couple seniors that were critical to the same thing on the offense line and Ethan Ani, who's now coaching for us. And likewise with Rich Kelly, who was a first team all conference performer. And, and we didn't have that, that leadership from that side of the ball either. And I just sense that, you know, that was lacking. And if you can't win up front, you know, it's, it really makes it challenging to win. And it always starts there. Unfortunately, those guys don't get enough credit. Uh, but at the same time, we expected a lot more from, you know, our front on both offense and defense than, than we had. And, we have to get better there. And I think we also played a lot of guys in the offensive line that showed that maybe they're not ready to play yet. And, and therefore we'll probably play less players, you know, this coming weekend instead of playing as many guys as we did, you know, it also proved who could play. And yeah. we found out some guys that need to play more um, at, at certain positions. I mentioned Mason Van Zeeland. He won in the game as one of our top four receivers, but you know, he's come out in the last week with, hey, he's our best blocker. We got to play him. We got to start him. You know, and, and we were also encouraged by our quarterback's play because he really played well. 
Um, he avoided a lot of uh, pressure that we had, and he completed 63% of his passes, which is maybe the most we've had, the highest percentage we've had here in the last five years. Um, yeah, so we saw that, and we also missed a couple slot receivers that weren't uh, through the NCAA different uh, situations. And we just got one of those guys cleared today, which is great. Um, so we just weren't at full speed with our with our receiving core. Uh, but I'd like to think that that group is going to play better as we move forward too. And we also got LaJuan Preston back this week, who was who's been nursing an injury throughout the off season. And I'm just I'm just expecting us to be better. Um, and we pushed the guys harder this week than we probably have all camp, uh, which maybe needed to be done earlier. You know, so we learned that. You know, I guess we didn't uh, maybe grind them or push them as hard during fall camp in some some specific situations that maybe we needed to do. Um, and come out of that game after they just really dominate us, we have to step up a lot of ways, and I think we try to do that this week. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, um, we're going to be joined by a couple of your players, um, Connor Quartz, and um, we're also going to hear from um, Smirchek, uh, linebacker, fifth-year senior. Uh, so we've got a couple of the, the players waiting on deck, and we'll hear from them after this timeout. You're listening to The Coaches Show with Concordia St. Paul head football coach Shannon Courier back with more after this timeout. Stay with us. If you're ready to continue your story with an online degree, Concordia University St. Paul can help you get there. We have the flexible, affordable programs you need to take your next step. We're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success. Your to-be-continued starts at Concordia. Learn more about our programs today at MyCSPStory.com. That's MyCSPStory.com. Goldmare fans, did you know that the Coaches Show, along with our CSP Bears podcast, is available to subscribe in iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio? The CSP Bears podcast is a new way to get people behind the scenes in Concordia Athletics and is generally available on Thursday afternoons. And the Coaches Show will be available on the pod late Friday evening or early Saturday morning. Just search CSP Bears for our weekly podcast and Coaches Show. We continue along here on the Coaches Show, Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears, and we are joined by a couple of their players right now. Uh, first of all, freshman quarterback Connor Kortz, and as well as Dalton Smirchek. Um, let's go start with you, Connor. Um, freshman in football, sophomore as far as school goes. Um, how important was that year last year uh, to kind of get yourself acclimated with? college life and with the program and with uh, what coach Courier is trying to do here at Concordia? Uh, I would say it was, it was a big blessing. I mean, in my position, you have to learn so much and, you know, coming in as a true freshman, you really, um, with how fall camp is normally, you know, you get a lot of, a lot of stuff thrown at you and I don't know how I would have, would have been able to take it, but, you know, getting a full year to really just develop my play you know, developmentally with the playbook and everything. I mean, it was extremely important and, you know, really helped me get to, to where I am and made it so that way I was definitely prepared to play this year. Um, and so have you, do you feel like that one year of acclimation has lended to you being the starting quarterback? I mean, it, uh, you know, obviously you had to compete for the position, but um, that certainly has played a factor, don't you think? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I even have talked to, our head coach, Coach Curry, and was like, I don't know if I would have been prepared 
you know, coming in as a true freshman if camp would have been regular last season without COVID. Whereas, you know, getting a whole year to develop and even show my skill set and improve my skill set was one of those things that really, really made it show that I was ready this year. Yep. Um, all right, Dalton, uh, tell me about um, what you bring um, and how you talk to some of the younger guys on the club and how important it is to get yourself acclimated, um, to get yourself, you know, to know what Coach Courier wants and what's, uh, what the coaches expect out of you. Um, give me a little insight to that. Yeah, uh, being one of the old guys in the team, um, obviously I've been here for, this is now my fifth year, so kind of I've been in Coach Courier's system for a long time, so I know a uh, majority of what's going on whatever he needs, you know, kind of been, like I said, been in the system for four years. So uh, I can easily let freshmen know like Connor when he first came in, especially this year's new freshman, uh, kind of what to expect. Um, I think that's a great piece of what us older guys have been able to do is, you know, especially with COVID going on last year, we technically had two classes of uh, teammates that have never gone through a fall camp this year. So kind of just being able to smooth out the bumps there kind of just uh, tell everybody, you know, to keep pushing forward. Um, you know, fall camp is a pretty stressful time. It's a lot of football, uh, smashing one month. So, you know, keep pushing through, keep getting in your playbook and not stress out too much about it. So I think being one of the older guys and being in, um, being with Coach Carrier for so long, that's been a really big help. Um, just kind of helping out a lot of the young guys. Yeah. Um, being a pre, you know, you're a preseason um, academic All-American. And that, that's a big deal. And, and especially, I know, when you're playing D, D2 football, there aren't a lot of Chris Garretts around who are going to end up playing in the National Football League. So how do you make that balance a, a, as a player to know that, hey, this is important. I, I really need to make sure that the academics are you know, where they need to be in order to, because you're going to graduate pretty soon. You know, you'll be in the real world. Uh, you know, what you do with your foot, what's happened in football, you know, is a, it, it, it may be, may or may not become secondary, but how important has that been to you and how have you struck that balance? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been raised, uh, school comes first. Uh, back when I was in grade school, my parents said if I ever got a C in a class, I would have been suspended for sports <laughs> for a while. So uh, grades has always been a huge uh, deal in my household. So, you know, just really focusing on getting my school stuff done um, before I really worry about any football piece, uh, you know, really scheduling out your time. That's the biggest thing with college sports is being able to manage your time between practices, treatment, workouts. And then you also got, you know, some people have 16 credits of classes. Some people only have a couple of credits of classes. Um, so being able to really manage that time uh, you know, writing things out, planning things out so you're not just kind of going off shooting from the hip. But yeah, um, the last couple of years, like I said, uh, been real helped, you know, kind of just get into the groove of what college is like. And then at that point, you just, you know, you got to focus on your schooling, got to focus on life after football. Um, it sucks, but I mean, for everybody, football is going to end at some point. So, you know, just really focusing on getting your life straight. Um, so when that time comes, whenever it may be, you're ready to roll. Yeah. Well, like they say, 
at some point in our lives, everybody is told that they can't play anymore. For some of us, you know, it's as a, a, a junior high or a high school player. Some of it's in college, some of it's in the NFL, but uh, at some point everybody is told that. Um, all right. I know, I know we don't want to reflect too much on what happened um, last week, um, a week ago, Thursday uh, in Winona, but um, defensively, you got to know you can't give up 40 plus points and win a football game very often. And I'm sure that that's something that you guys have talked about this week. What things need to be corrected in your mind? Yeah, absolutely. And one of our goals is to not give up more than 19 points. And obviously that didn't happen on Thursday. Um, we had a lot of uh, breaks in our scheme at all three levels. Um, so really buttoning down and, uh, you know, really getting into our back into our playbooks, um, you know, studying film, kind of getting back to the basics of things. And then, you know, one thing we really worked on this week is being physical. Um, you know, you had 600 and some days off from a football game. Um, you can kind of come in speculating, thinking you're ready to go. And then all of a sudden you get into the game and you may not have been as ready as you thought. Um, so we're really just taking this week as, you know, we're going to learn from it because there's a lot you can learn from getting beat up pretty bad. Um, but at least in our case, it's a lot of fairly easy fixes. Uh, it's getting physical. It's getting back in our playbook, not uh, busting any, um, allowing any big plays. So I think just really kind of taking a step back um, and just getting back to the basics. Yep. Uh, flip side, Connor, um, you had the opportunity uh, to quarterback this team against Winona. You guys got a couple of field goals in the game. I know you need to get into the end zone. Um, in your eyes, uh, what needs to be corrected from the other from the offensive side of the ball? Uh, kind of like Dalton said, uh, we got to be physical. I mean, we we rely on our, our run game and, you know, perimeter screens and things like that. And one thing we didn't do well was was blocking the perimeter. And, you know, also something our offensive line coach is working on is getting those guys up front more physical. You know, we know we have one of the top offensive lines in the NSIC but it's one of those things that now they got to show it. We kind of all got punched in the mouth, including up front. You know, I took a lot more hits than I think the coaches would have liked me to. And it's just one of those things that we got to make the improvements. And I think what we've done well is, you know, our week of practices so far, we've kind of upped the intensity and we've just upped the mental focus. So, you know, that way we're, we're prepared for, for Saturday's game. Uh, I know you've watched some film or at least you know about what's going on with upper Iowa. What, uh, what types of things do they do defensively that you know you're going to have to contend with? Uh, they kind of play a, a cloud coverage in a way, you know, really, really cover four, try to keep things in front of them. Um, but there's different areas of their defense we think we can truthfully attack, whether that's play action pass game or um, a lot. I mean, a lot. Our coaches are pretty confident that our offensive line can dominate this game, and I think they're going to come out with an energy because of what Winona did to them. So I think we're going to be able to be able to run the ball and you know move the ball but but like you said the biggest thing is we want to get in that end zone we want to we want to see what that feels like because yeah. now it's you know it's 600 days till we've played a game but now it's been 610 days since we've been in an end zone so we need to we need to make that happen uh and dalton uh, final question for you same thing on the flip side uh upper iowa's offense uh what do we know about them yeah um they got they got a solid offense. They got it off a quarterback who's got an extremely strong arm. Uh, he's not afraid to run, run the ball uh, and running back as well. I believe he's a D one transfer, you know, two guys that are fairly slippery. They can break some tackles. And once you get them in open space, they'll go. But 
um, you know, all around. They got a solid old line. But like I mentioned before, the biggest thing we got to do is, you know, just stay true to our scheme, you know, pursuit of the ball, be physical at the point of attack and, uh, you know, bring the punch to them. All right, guys, appreciate you spending some time with us. Good luck. And uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you very much. Thank all you right. They are Dalton Smirchek and Connor Quartz here on the Coaches Show, back with Coach Shannon Courier right after this timeout. Stay with us. Make sure you download our new CSP Bears Game Day app in the App Store or Google Play Store. The free app helps you follow our football team and any of our other teams on campus. Simply search for CSP Bears, download the app, and select your favorite Golden Bears team to get notifications tailored to your settings. The app also allows you to get live stats and easy access to watch and listen to our games live right in the app. Search CSP Bears in the App Store today. If you're ready to continue your story with an online degree, Concordia University St. Paul can help you get there. We have the flexible, affordable programs you need to take your next step. We're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success. Your to-be-continued starts at Concordia. Learn more about our programs today at mycspstory.com. That's mycspstory.com. Final segment of this week's Coaches Show with Shannon Courier, head football coach at Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears. This weekend on Saturday in noon kickoff against Upper Iowa. Coach, I know you want to get back on track. Um, what's it going to take? What do we know about Upper Iowa? Oh, we're going to have to play a lot better. We're going to have to walk and tackle and, and uh, just play faster, um, have guys play with a strong uh, desire and, and more relentless play. Uh, but Upper Iowa brings is a good team. You know, it's, it's a team we can't overlook. There's a lot of parity in this conference. I think Upper Iowa is very uh, strong with their – they have a quarterback and a running back that are really dynamic. Um, the running back is an elusive player. I think he's a freshman. He had 100 yards last week in Duluth. So he's a guy that we have to get on the ground uh, because if he breaks in the open, he's much harder to contain. And their quarterback is also a dual-threat athlete. Um, you know, it's hard to get a good lick on him in a pocket. He moves really well, can throw on the run. And they had a lot of big plays against uh, Duluth this past week. And defensively, I think their front seven is really solid. Um, their defense line is good. They always play good defense. Uh, but we just have to, you know, we have to block who we're supposed to be blocking, and, and we have to be able to move guys up front, um, give our quarterback some time and pass protection, and then I, I feel like, you know, we can move the football. And hopefully, I guess, for the other element, this game is a special teams. I feel like that's an area that we also should and every week have a chance to, to be superior just because I think we have a deep roster and guys that can run and catch and block, um, you know, on those units. Uh, so we're expecting ourselves to perform well on special teams too. Uh, you mentioned special teams. Uh, you got a couple of field goals out of your new kicker this year. Uh, tell us about him. Yeah, Sam Hansen comes from us from us uh, comes to us from Owatonna, Minnesota. And, uh, you know, he had a couple of state championship uh I think opportunities there at Owatonna won. I know they won, but he's had a great fall camp. Um, you know, as a true freshman last year, you know, he, he was new and making that transition to, to a new operating, um, you know, group. Um, you know, getting the holder and the snapper on the same page, you know, it took some time, but he really had a great summer. And I thought he performed really well. He's one of the highlights of our, of our game last week. He was our special teams play of the week. And, you know, we can't you know, be more proud of him. I think he had a, a, a career high of 48-yard field goal was, was his best, and, and he hit that in the first game, you know, under the lights and a good atmosphere. 
And we also have a freshman punter from Blaine Parker Dahlman. We're excited about it too. Um, you know, his night wasn't maybe as, as uh, fantastic, but I think his best is coming. He's got a big leg and, and we're excited to see him keep progressing our program too. So, you know, those two young guys are going to be really good and we're excited about them. Unfortunately, you kept Parker Dahlman busy. Um, couldn't stay on the field. Uh, you didn't turn the ball over um, last week against Winona, but um, you couldn't get into the end zone either. And, and he punted, obviously, uh, every time you guys didn't score. So uh, that's got to change. Um, let's flip over to the other side. Defensively, um, what do you know about, um, about Upper Iowa's defense? Well, they're going to be a four-man front. Um, they're, they're really, I think, base. They're kind of a base defense. They, they're not exotic. They don't like to bring a lot of pressure. Um, you know, they want to contain things and make you throw the football to beat them. You know, last week, I don't think uh, Duluth had a lot of rushing or a lot of rushing yards, but they threw the ball over the place. They had a lot of big plays. And, and I guess their defense is one that forces a team to, to throw the football. And, you know, we just have to be able to, you know, block in a perimeter. It's a big part of our game, you know, getting the ball on the edge. Um, we have some speed in the backfield. And, and this week, we, we want to make a, a stronger commitment to running the football. It's a lot easier when you can accumulate some first downs to have more plays to run. Um, but with the, the presence of uh, Lawan Preston and the other two backs that we have, we feel like we have a trio of running backs are as good as any. And we just got to give them some space. But uh, we're just really focused on our own growth because we see that we need to play better regardless of who we're playing against. You know, we have to give a lot better effort, you know, blocking and uh, trying to run the football. And um, I, I expect us to run the football so much better. We have a lot of alignment in our program, but it's time for us to step up and, and be the players that, that we know we have here. Um, you know, we have some big kids that are that have worked hard for over a year. And now come Saturday afternoon, we have to we have to display the, the performance that we're, we think we're capable of having. All right. Um... Let's talk about the NSIC. It's a little different this year. You don't have St. Cloud State. You don't have Crookston, as we alluded to a little bit earlier. Um, first of all, what before we get into the X's and O's of what that means and, and how the North and South thing has changed, obviously now you guys um, have basically changed divisions, although you end up playing just about everybody anyway. Um, but what do you think that that says – um, about the loss of particularly a program like St. Cloud State. It just seemed to me that that's a huge loss for not just the conference, but just college football in general. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing, you know, being in the football realm, you know, as a college football coach, you, you never want to see any programs, <clears throat> excuse me, eliminate football. Uh, I just feel like it's the, the front porch to a university. You know, it's, it's it creates a lot of excitement. Um, there's a lot of players on a team so you're talking about a roster a, a big roster that's eliminated from your university you know financially to me it doesn't make a lot of sense because not only are you getting players to come to your school but I can't tell you how many kids in our program have friends girlfriends you know siblings that, that come to Concordia University because you know we have this particular football player that came here to play football so I just feel like um, you know obviously the administration doesn't doesn't see some of those benefits of the program but I mean, I'm, I'm biased, of course, but how do you have the environment, you know, for homecoming or, you know, a Saturday afternoon football game is just a, a great environment, great atmosphere for your students on campus, not just the football players playing the game. You know, so it's always disappointing to see that. You know, I coached at Crookston years ago. It was my first full-time job. Oh. You know, even seeing, and it was NAI back then, and you know, we played Mayville State and Jamestown and Valley City and Mary was in the league and Minot. Um, you know, so 
you know, to see them drop football completely is also disappointing just be, you know, for the same reasons. You know, back then, uh, the enrollment was small. So, you know, 100 football players, you know, is a lot of, a lot of students. And uh, you know, I'm not sure how many kids came up to Crookston to go to school. They came there to play football then, and I'm sure they, can, they were doing that still, you know, last year. But um, so I think it really hurts the university. And um, obviously, there's a lot of financial, uh, you know, I guess, challenges here in, in higher education with less students going to college. And uh, I'm just thankful to be at Concordia where we're, we're really in a good position. We've had 11 straight years of growth. Our administration really focused on the online graduate programs, you know, years ago that was you know, look, I guess we're looking ahead to these days where there's less students maybe going to higher education. But um, I guess I'm just lucky that that we're in a good spot at Concordia and, and I'm grateful to have my position and get the chance to work with student athletes. And, you know, as we get switched around and moved within a conference, we just have to show up and play whoever they put in front of us every week. <laughs> like you mentioned, there's still 14 teams and we'll play 13, you know, we'll play 11 of the 13 remaining, us being the 14th team. So we're going to play enough teams in the South and the North. And, you know, the bottom line is we have to get better every day. And somehow, you know, that's got to be something we do. All right. Well, you'll have to get better on Saturday. Uh, good luck against Upper Iowa. Noon kickoff over at Seafoam Stadium. And we will uh, look forward to talking to you again next week. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. He is head coach Shannon Courier of the Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears here on the Coaches Show. I'm Wally Longfellow. Have a good night, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week.